Welcome to Emily Rose Meditations. I'm your host, Emily, and today we'll be engaging Julian of Norwich to help us mine our memories with God. This is the seventh chapter of Julian of Norwich's long text entitled Revelations of Divine Love. Take a deep breath, and wherever you are, let your shoulders relax, let your attention settle. And I invite you to open your heart to these words. And to teach us this, as I understand it, our Lord God showed Our Lady St. Mary at the same time. That is to say, he showed her deep wisdom and faith as she beheld her maker so great, so high, so strong, and so good. Seeing the greatness and the nobility of God filled her with reverent awe, and she saw herself so small and so low, so simple and so poor in comparison with her Lord God, that this reverent awe made her feel very humble. And so this formed the foundation. From this she was filled with grace and every kind of virtue, surpassing any other created being. And all this time that God was showing in spiritual sight what I have just described, the bodily sight of the plentiful bleeding from Christ's head remained. The great drops fell down under the thorn of crowns like pills, as though they had come out of the veins and they came out, they were very dark red for the blood was very thick and as it spread, it was bright red. And when it reached the brows, it vanished. And yet the bleeding continued until many things were seen and understood. The beauty and vividness of the blood are like nothing but itself. It is as plentiful as the drops of water which fall from the eaves after a heavy shower of rain, drops which fall so thickly that no human mind can number them. And as for the roundness of the drops, they were like herring scales as they spread on the forehead. These three things occurred to me at the time. Pills for roundness as the blood came out, herring scales as it spread on the forehead for roundness, drops from the eaves for innumerable plenty. This showing was alive and vivid, horrifying and awe-inspiring, sweet and lovely. And what comforted me most in the vision was that our Lord and God, who is so holy and awe-inspiring, is also so familiar and courteous. And this was what gave me most happiness and the strongest sense of spiritual safety. And to make this easier to understand, he gave me this clear example. A majestic king or a great lord can show most respect for a poor servant if he treats him in a familiar way, especially if he does so personally, with 
real sincerity and a cheerful expression, both in private and in public. Then this poor man thinks, ah, how could this noble Lord give me more respect or more pleasure than by treating me, who am so humble, with this marvelous friendliness? In truth, it gives me more joy and pleasure than if he gave me great gifts and behaved in a cold and distant manner. This human example was so powerfully shown that a man's heart could be ravished and he could be beside himself with joy at this great friendliness. This is the way that our Lord Jesus treats us. For truly, it seems to me that it is the greatest possible joy that he who is highest and mightiest noblest and worthiest, is also the lowest and humblest, the most kind and friendly. And truly and certainly, this marvelous joy will be made known to all of us when we see him. And this is what our Lord wants us to long for and believe, to rejoice and take pleasure in to receive comfort and support from as much as we can until the time when we can see it for ourselves. For it seems to me that the greatest fullness of joy that we shall have is the marvelous courtesy and intimacy of the Father who made us through our Lord Jesus Christ, who is our brother and Savior. But no man can know this marvelous intimacy during his life here on earth unless he has a special showing from our Lord, or he is inwardly filled with plentiful grace by the Holy Spirit. But faith and trust with love deserve the reward, and so it is gained through grace. For our life is grounded in faith and hope and love. The showing made to whomever God may choose plainly teaches the same thing as our faith, revealed and explained with many secret details which belong to it and which it is glorious to know. And when the showing, which is given at a moment in time, is hidden and past, then the faith lasts by the grace of the Holy Ghost until our life's end. And thus, what the showing reveals is nothing other than the faith, neither more nor less, as may be seen from the meaning our Lord conveyed in it by the time it is completed. As Julian begins to revisit her visions in this long text, she's coming back with more detail, with a sharper focus than she had even when she was closer to the visions chronologically. I love how time hasn't dulled her memories of God's revelations to her, 
but has actually made them more vivid, detailed, and rich. I wonder what it might be like if each one of us chose a moment or memory. What might come up if we dwelt on a moment in the past that felt intense or intimate with God and tried sitting with it? If we imagine God sitting there with us, turning the memory over and over, I wonder if God might bring more details or more depth to the memory for us. I wonder whether after the passage of time, there might even be more to be revealed to you now, just like happened to Julian. If you'd like, we could try it together. It's a lot like meditation, and I'd be glad to sit with you through the experiment if you want, virtually. Let me know on Patreon or through email. I'll be here. Thank you for joining me today. The peace of Christ be with you.